So what do you do when you are exhausted, but you can't sleep? Where does your mind take you? You know, it's not uncommon to experience insomnia when going through grief. And when you don't rest, it magnifies the overwhelm, confusion, irritability, and all the grief stuff. So how do you get a decent rest in grief? Well, today we're going to talk about some practical steps to help the symptom of not being able to sleep. But we're also going to talk about what is at the root of it. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I always want you to feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Ghana, our spotlight country, and in the U.S., California, you remain as the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 90 countries now. This tells me that there is a need to talk about grief, and that it's felt throughout the world. So know that whatever country or state you're in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, and if that is you, welcome to the podcast you never wanted to need. I'm glad you're here, though, because it tells me that you are taking important steps towards your healing. Now, for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you need some background, just go to my website. It is grief2greatday.com and click on the book tab. You'll see a book called Dying to be Healed, which I wrote about her last six months of life. See, her faith journey was unreal, and her death changed me. She's the reason that you're listening to me today. In this podcast, we're going to talk about understanding what it is you are walking through because grief, it's not just about being sad. We'll talk about how to get through the day and how to grow your faith, even if you don't want to talk to God right now. So if you're just starting your journey, please know life will change. It won't always hurt like this. It's important for you to hear that often. Now, you'll never stop missing your loved one, but you will be able to breathe to laugh, and to live again. Today, I want to start by talking about life before grief. Was your life busy? (laughs) Was it busy with activities? Did you worry over all the small details of life? Did you stay busy taking your kids to sporting activities, birthday parties, holding birthday parties, hosting holiday gatherings, or maybe you're in school and that has become your life? 
Maybe you're climbing your industry's version of a corporate ladder and getting that next promotion is keeping you up at night or was. Maybe the kids are struggling or you're not getting along with a family member or friend and it's stressful. Maybe you're involved in church and though that's great, you seem to be a part of a handful of people who are asked to do everything. Or maybe you're caring for a parent or a child who needs that extra help. There are so many scenarios that I might have missed how your life is right now. But whatever life was like, there were times when you were stressed and exhausted and tired of the rat race. And that kind of tiredness kept you up at night. So in those times when you don't get enough sleep, you become more irritable have headaches, you feel weak, have a hard time making decisions, and you may feel like you're walking through a fog. Now, after your loved one has died, you seem to be experiencing all the feelings of overwhelm and stress without any of those activities. Heck, it's a push to get yourself out of bed these days. And if you have returned to work, you know that coming home and walking through that front door is the best part of another hard day. You may have planned to work out or fix a healthy meal, but when you get home, getting to the couch and letting out all the emotions of the day become a big part, if not all, of your evening. You aren't active, really. You aren't expending physical energy, but you're exhausted. You go to bed and your mind continues to run. Initially, after Monica died, even the very first night after she died, I slept like a baby. I was so physically exhausted from being her caretaker. Now, that's not a complaint. It was just a fact that helped me find sleep. After the first restful weeks, I did have days that I couldn't sleep. And I wasn't thinking about anything that I used to think about. It was more about trying to figure out why, why this happened. Wondering if I could have done anything differently to make Monica's struggles easier Had I showed enough faith? And was I lying to myself to think I had any faith to show? See, I tried to figure out how to get over grief too so I could breathe again. And I, more than anything, tried to figure out what the future was going to look like. Our minds in life and then in grief tend to fixate on all the things we don't feel we have control over. Before grief, it was the small details, and now in grief, it's deeper, more serious life issues. And I want to take a second here to point out one of those gifts of grief. The things you used to worry about, they may seem small right now compared to the things you're worried about now. Remember that fact as you build your life because your perspective, it's been increased and you can't undo that. You're not going to stress over the little things anymore, which is awesome, but you also won't be able to hear others go on about those pointless details either, which is frustrating. Okay, I digress. Back to how to rest when you have the grief insomnia. I'll start with a couple of things that will help your physical body rest, like making sure you aren't drinking a lot of caffeine before bed, drinking enough water, and exercise as much as you're able to. All of those things will help your physical body sleep. But the real issue about you sleeping right now is how well you are resting in God. And this is not a, okay, I trust, I'm going to sleep. It's not a simple switch. This is a process. And 
in the process, in the trusting of God, the depth of it will grow to levels you've never known if you let it. You guys know that for the first year, I was more fighting with God. And I really do picture like a boxing ring sometimes. And because of that, I felt the need to control the outcome because I really didn't like the outcome God had allowed to happen with Monica. I didn't like how he allowed her to hurt, how he allowed her to have the faith that she did and then not be physically healed. See, real rest, it starts in your proverbial heart. Real rest is from the inside out, and it's spiritual. Do you trust God with your life? I'll pause here for a second because that's not a question that I could answer quickly in grief if I was going to be honest. Do you trust God with your life, your hopes, your dreams, when your life is now not at all like you expected? If you don't, then this is a great place to start to quiet your mind. If you do trust him, if you can really say that you trust his plan for you, including what just happened, then you can trust him with the unknown of your next moment, your next day, a year, or five years from now. If this is the case, or when you get to this point, you'll see a difference in your resting. Now, a quick disclaimer, you don't have to be in your bed at night and sleep eight hours to say that you are resting well. In the bed, it may not be the place of peace and rest right now if you lost your husband. So sleep on the couch or in another room until you can get back to the bed that you shared. On the flip side, if you're only in the bed and you only want to go to sleep, this is a form of escape and you're still not resting. So I would challenge you to check your heart on how much you trust God. This is so hard in grief or Maybe I should say this was so hard in grief for me. How was I going to trust God when he just blew up my life? And y'all, I know he didn't cause it, but I did know that he allowed it. So the pain I was in, the confusion, the loss, the change in everything was because God allowed it. So then I had to come to the place where I was like, do I trust him with my future? Because it's probably not going to be what I had hoped. Is that okay? It took two years to say that I was okay with whatever God had planned for my life. It took me two years, the first year and some change of fighting, and the second year of coming to acceptance to really say and mean that whatever God has for my life, it is the best that there is for my life. And let me throw this in before I wrap it up about what God says about rest. Um, what about medication? Many people are prescribed medication to help them sleep in general. And when you're going through grief, you can absolutely get medication because getting that sleep, getting rest will help you deal with all the stuff that you need to deal with. Now, this is a totally personal decision and there's no judgment either way. I did not take it because I was more concerned about becoming dependent on it. And for those of you who are thinking about grabbing an extra glass or 10 of wine, <laughs> again, no judgment, but is that something that you want to have to do to sleep? You don't want to create any unhealthy habits and grief that you're going to have to deal with later. So let me share what God says about rest. 
And this is not even all the verses, but this, my friend, is the truth. See, God understands and he wants to walk with you and ease your burden. So I'm going to read some of these. I'm not going to give all the verses with them. I just want you to hear the words. God said, my presence will go with you. I'll see the journey to the end. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, have me dwell in safety. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not be in need. He lets me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to you his beloved sleep. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might. He increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. For I will satisfy the weary soul, and every languishing soul I will replenish. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. So let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And lastly, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. The word of the week is Isaiah 26, 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now, your journey work or the work of your journey this week is to pick just one verse. It doesn't have to be anything I said, or it can be, but pick one verse on rest from the Bible. I want you to write it on a piece of paper, post-it note, I don't care, something in your handwriting, and I want you to put it on your fridge to meditate on it this week. And I said the fridge because I know you'll need to open that daily. <laughs> and I know for me, I heard Psalm 23 in Sunday school as a child, but it never had such meaning for me until after Monica died. That's when the verse came to life. By listening to this episode, it tells me you're doing the work of grief, and I know that's not easy. If you're ready to take another step toward healing, there are more options for you. Check out the resources on grief 
the number two great day.com and girlfriends tomorrow tomorrow is the day that the holiday grief relief summit registration goes live what yes this is a one-day online summit for you christian women that will air monday november 13th oh my gosh you you're in for a blessing and I'm not going to say anything other than that this time. I just want you to go to the website and get your free ticket. The website is Holiday Grief Relief Summit, all one word, HolidayGriefReliefSummit.com. Now, I know I said tomorrow, but for those of you listening and those in the Facebook group, you get to register a day early. I cannot wait to see you at the summit. It is going to be an inspirational time where we come together and connect and encourage each other. It's going to help you get through the day. It's going to help you get through the holidays and the days ahead. If you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Everything you need, there'll be links in the show notes. And until next time, remember who holds your future. Do you trust them? Think about that this week. And know that you are not alone. Keep on coming back to the house. Keep sitting on this couch. And keep taking those steps towards your healing. Thank you for being here today. For showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.